Hi everyone, I'm Jason Scorse and welcome to another episode of Dispatch from the Zombie Apocalypse. I hope everybody is doing great. So I wanted to continue the conversation on ethics. Kind of wanted to get into some discussion of just practical ethics. You know, how I think about approaching life in an ethical way. Some food for thought. But I figured something a little bit more big picture was in order first. Because if we're going to try to figure out a better way to live ethically, it's worth taking a moment to kind of realize how we got to this very unethical and compromised position in the first place. And I'm talking writ large, you know, humanity here. And there is no more poorly understood and poorly used term in most of, you know, the English language than culture. So I titled this podcast, The Root of Culture is Cult, because that always shocks people a little bit. I don't remember where I heard it first. It is not an original from me. But when I heard it first, it shocked me too. And why is that? Well, because we all have these very negative associations with cults, right? They're these kind of weird things with kind of creepy people, and they usually do bad, evil stuff. And yet, we almost all universally have a very positive association with culture when in essence they're the same thing. They're even the same word, really. So that's weird, right? That's something on one end you could have a negative association and one a positive, even though they're, le- they're essentially the same thing, right? Because culture is basically just a cult that has lasted a long time and is believed by a large number of people. That's essentially what culture is, right? So if enough people believe it for long enough, that cult becomes culture, right? If it dies out and people go, whoa, that's weird and crazy, then we look back at it as a cult, so they're really the same thing. It's just kind of a, uh, you know, it's a, a nature of scale and duration, right? Now, of course, there are all sorts of fringe religious cults, and that's where we really tend to think of the word cult. But it also exists in kind of new age guru worship. Those are cults, right? But the reality is that the biggest cults in the world are really just the major religions, right? The Catholic Church. You know, obviously being the number one has over a billion followers, this, you know, institution of child rapists and medieval pageantry while they sit on, you know, billions of dollars of wealth and talk about poverty. And then, of course, there's also kind of cultish ideologies like free markets and capitalism and, you know, other things like that that are non-religious in nature. And, And let me just say from the beginning here that not everything perpetuated by a cult has to be bad. Right? There are some good elements of religion. There are some good elements of capitalism and market systems. And every, at least virtually every ideology or worldview has some redeeming qualities. But the larger point here is that these are often taken as truth or at least something to be respected or revealed for the sole fact that they've been around for a while and lots of people believe in them. Right? If, you're just, if so, there's an idea that's around for a while and enough people believe in it, it kind of gets elevated to this kind of revered, sacred status, even if it's not a religious thing. And this, I I really believe, is the first wrong term humans have taken on the road to all sorts of horrible outcomes, right? 
So let me just start by say, stating this obvious truth, but what one which needs to be repeated given how important it is. Just because something is believed and or practiced by large numbers of people over long periods of time doesn't mean it's good or right or ethical in any way. Right? It's kind of coming back to this notion that ethics, morality, good is not a popularity contest. That doesn't say anything about the ethical content. There are plenty of things that are parts of culture that are abhorrent and oppressive. Oftentimes, culture is simply an amalgamation of stories that the rich and powerful create to justify their privilege and their unethical conduct. Whether it's white people saying blacks are inferior or men saying women are inferior or most people saying humans are separate and somehow above all other animals, culture is often a guise and a veneer of oppressive and corrupt power relations and little else. That's mostly what culture is. But when you create all sorts of myths that lead to holidays and rituals and even come with songs and dance and all sorts of pageantry, you can create the illusion that these are the product of consensus and the way things are supposed to be. How many times have you just heard, it's part of my culture, that's why I do it, it's part of my culture, as if that's licensed to do whatever you want as long as it's cultural, right? But that's all bullshit. It's fucking nonsense. Culture has absolutely no moral weight in and of itself, none whatsoever. Saying I do something because of my culture doesn't tell me anything really of substance. It just says you're following something that other people have done that you were raised to do. It doesn't tell me whether it's good or bad, right? An action's ethical standing can only be judged objectively by criteria such as does it hurt or help other beings? Does it promote justice and equality, right? Religions have hundreds of supposedly divine reasons for why men should subjugate women or why other religions are wrong or why homosexuality is bad, but it's all based on made-up hierarchy to serve some people's interests over others. Once we strip away all the fancy language, all the twisted and contorted rationalizations, the mythology, much of culture is simply a very sophisticated means of enforcing rigid power dynamics that benefits some over others. That's it. At the bottom, that's what most of culture is. Not all, but most. And let this, this is a key insight that I want to end this section on. There is no better way to oppress other people than to convince them that it's the natural order of things, that their lot in life is the natural order of things, the way things are supposed to be. That is the oldest trick in the book. You convince someone that it's just the way things are supposed to be because of our culture, because of our norms, because of our traditions, and then you don't have to hold them down with chains and force. They will often submit willingly, right, and tell people that it's God's plan for humans to dominate nature and other animals, and you have a justification for the worst forms of cruelty and barbarism the world has ever seen. Well, God told me to do it. God told me I have dominion all things. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Right? Like, think of how empty and vacuous it is. It's just a fucking easy justification to just be a fucking unethical, amoral, oppressive asshole. Right? That's what most culture is. Not all, but most. And I'll come back and break this down more after the break. Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. Have no fear for atomic energy Cause none of them can stop the time 
How long shall they kill our prophets While we stand aside and look Some say it's just a part of it We've got to fulfill the book Alright, I want to go even a little deeper for a second here Because even using the word culture Can sometimes as obscure as much as it illuminates We'd say American culture, or black culture, or European culture, or Chinese culture, right? It's often defaulting to the dominant voices in those societies who have defined the culture, right? What we accept as Chinese culture, American culture, European culture, whatever, was often contested, and the victors often brutally crushed dissent, right? And so while much of modern culture is religious in nature, much of it isn't. But it's all faith-based, like religion. It's simply accepted that my culture means I celebrate this and that. That I follow these social norms and not these. That I, you know, like this kind of thing and not this. Right? Now, of course, most on the right are deeply threatened by what I'm saying because they rely on hierarchy and fear and cling to traditions that favor, of course, white male supremacy and patriarchy and domination. So once I start saying that culture is bullshit, that it has no ethical content in and of itself, and it's just made-up stories for the powerful to oppress the weak, they get really freaked out because, you know, I'm pulling the veil off their bullshit. And they know that once people start, you know, questioning this stuff, all these, you know, power dynamics that have benefited them are going to go away. And they're threatened by that. And in fact, that's a lot of what the MAGA movement really is. It's just finally... White, Christian, male, don't run the show anymore across the fucking board in America, and they can't stand it. They would rather burn this place to the ground than actually have a multiracial, multicultural society, right? That's the rights project, is white, male, supremacy, and theocracy. But interestingly, many on the left also balk at what I'm talking about because they cling to a moral relativism that says all culture is equal, and no one has the right to say one culture is better than another. Right? Like you hear this all the time. Hey, it's not my place. No culture's better than another. That's, you know, that's cultural imperialism, you Westerner. This too is bullshit. It's complete fucking utter nonsense. Right? A culture that promotes female genital mutilation is okay. I can't judge that. Bullshit. It's fucking evil. Right? Just as a culture that says homosexuality is a sin, that's fucking bigoted and evil. Right? So we can absolutely judge cultures. And the reason being is, again, is that if you care about ethics, that's what you care about. You can look at cultural norms and cultural practices and beliefs and go, are those ethical? And if they're not, you say they're bad. Right? It's not that hard. Right? Once you realize culture is not a sacred thing, it doesn't have any special moral place. It's just a set of practices that a lot of people have agreed on for a while. It doesn't say anything about its content. Once you realize that, you can make ethical judgments about any culture. There's no moral relativism. Fuck, that's nonsense, right? Not all cultures are equally worthy because not all are equally ethical, right? If you don't care about ethics, if you're like, hey, anything goes, anyone can do whatever the fuck they want, and if that culture says the 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 the, weak, the strong can prosecute the weak, and they say rape is okay, or they say stoning gays to death is okay, I'm not going to judge it. I think that's just not only fucking pathetic, but it's cowardice. To look at cultures that do evil things and just say, oh, can't say anything, it's their culture. 
nonsense. That's what the fucking purpose of, of universal human rights is, is we have this layer to say there are universal human rights that no culture should try to deny, right? And again, I want to come back to this. It's ethical outcomes that matter, not cultural trappings, right? Just because you do a fucking holiday of something or you have a ritual that your ancestors have been doing for a thousand years doesn't mean it's fucking good. It just means it's been around for a while, right? Now, so to my friends on the left, don't be afraid to criticize corrupt and unethical cultures, right? But of course, of course, the first step is taking a hard look at our own. You don't want to do the kind of, you know, in the glass house, throw the stone kind of thing, right? So right after the break, I'm going to discuss a little bit about what does it take, how, what are the questions we should ask about our own culture uh, in the antidote. Okay, so for the antidote for today, I just want to state, you know, we're all born into culture and oftentimes many cultures, right? We might be born into American culture and a certain religious culture and a certain ethnic culture, right? So that term intersectionality definitely applies to culture too. So there's not one culture, but we're all born into cultures. And in some sense, although it's a loaded word, we're indoctrinated from the moment we enter the world, right, with these cultures, and they become our norms and our baselines, and we take on a lot of their trappings, right? So many of our behaviors come from this, and we rarely, not never, but we rarely do a deep interrogation and ask the following type of questions. Is my culture truly something to be proud of? Proud of? Why? What is its ethical content? Is it, does it lead to ethical outcomes? Who created my culture? Who benefits from my culture? Who loses out from my culture? Who opposed my culture and maybe offered some alternatives, right? So my first part of this antidote is interrogate your own culture. Ask those type of questions and any others that you think are relevant, right? But just take a step back and think about this kind of matrix of ideas and stories and mythologies that we've all been, you know, thrown into and educated and somewhat indoctrinated with and then just ask yourself like is this good do i do i really believe this does this does this come from a good place does this lead to the outcomes that i feel are good in the world right and then you know what is worth preserving and what is not because probably some of it you're gonna go no that's not really that good don't really think so but some of it you're gonna be like yeah that's good stuff i really enjoy it I think it promotes positive things, social cohesion, celebration, you know, community, you know, great. I'm not saying throw all culture out. Like I said, there are redeeming parts of all cultures. But the thing is, you know, remember, culture is never a finished product, right? It's never done, right? We're born into a moment where culture is at some place, but it's not static. So my kind of final part here is let's create new culture, right? And new cultures, Ones that are truly egalitarian and embrace diversity. And perhaps most importantly, from my standpoint, doesn't privilege humans above every other life form on the planet. Right? Like it's fine to 
put humans, you know, really important in your ethical world, right? And like focus a lot of energy on making humans well off and like making humans happy and reducing suffering for humans. Great. All for it. But like, can we also honor and respect the other animals and plants and ecosystems? Does it really have to be just all humans, 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 and we just don't give a shit about others? I just don't think many of us want to live like that. But a lot of our cultures have created outcomes that really make it make that so that really put everything besides humans on a much lower plane and again justify the worst worst type of behaviors again that god gave us dominion over things and we can do with them what we want god if there is a more despicable evil culture please show me because that's the fucking worst in my book right i want to see a truly expansive culture of life not this myopic medieval culture of life that the right wing promotes or the strictly anthropocentric view that many secularists promote, right? Let's develop new cultures, something new and better that reduces suffering on a large scale and leads to global thriving of, of all species, right? Maybe not, you know, some parasite that, you know, eats you out from the inside. I'm, I'm okay if, you know, getting rid of those, if they don't serve any function in the ecosystem and they're just you know, destructive, that's fine. When I say everything, I don't mean every last little microbe and parasite, but you get the point, right? That would be a project worth celebrating, right? Maybe one day our planet will be governed by a culture that is truly worthy of our respect and admiration. I don't think we're there yet. I think there are bits and pieces of cultures out there that are good, but a lot of culture sucks, and we just need to get over it and jettison it. And let's take the best of all the cultures and fuse it into a new tapestry of a new global culture that really embraces diversity and life and thriving. That's what I'm trying to do. That's my project. And I'll talk more about how to try to put some of this into practice, you know, as best I can. Again, this is just food for thought. I'm definitely no guru. I am not enlightened. I am not a saint. And I don't have all the answers. But... I have thought a lot, read a lot, and talked to a lot of smart people about this stuff for going on, you know, three, four decades. So I might have a few decent things to share. So with that, everybody, if you're enjoying the podcast, please share it with family, friends, and colleagues. Rate it. Subscribe on Apple, iTunes, Amazon Music, and Spotify. And with that, everybody, uh, take care. Be well. Stay safe.